1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Today, it's special guest host Justin Moore with Brad Carson on 92.9's Giannato and Jeffrey show. All right, it's 201.
3: JR and Brad. What up? How are you, dude? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Great. Um... Weather's nice, but hot. Well, at least it's not raining right now. It's not it, raining. It's finally been wet not raining. It's been very week. wet. Wet. I was just looking at the forecast. It's supposed to rain all weekend long. 50-50 chance of rain. Now, there's always a chance of rain in the summer because of humidity. Right. Uh, but we're not going to talk about the weather today. We are going to talk about a lot of different things. Yes. We'll have the list to start off things. We have Eric Hasseltine, the voice of the Grizzlies. Who will How about that? Be joining us for the first time, Jr. Uh, Jr. Moore, of course. Uh, Ingram Hill, Jr. Moore music.com. You're on. Are you on Twitch now?
4: Uh, I'm not on Twitch. I think Twitch is mostly for gamers. Twitch is for gamers. I think. The, well, or like Twitch, uh, uh, gamers and, and 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 DJs. So you're EDM on kids. You're on Twitter then. Twitter, Facebook, Facebook. And the new threads. Instagram and threads. Yes. Uh, threads is like the it's great. It's where all the yeah. it's like the new social media platform where all the olds went at the same time. <laughs> Just last night, actually. Just last night. All yeah. of us were sitting I on bet, our couch. I bet there's not a person under the age of thirty who is on threads right now. Is that because Instagram's not for young people? I think Instagram is still kind of for young people. I think I think young people still use Instagram, but they don't yeah. use Twitter. Snapchat is what
3: my fifteen year old uses. Yeah, yeah, they always snapchat. Everything Snapchat. And Everything it's all is, it's all Snapchat you can't read either. It's that, like it goes away. That's correct. And so and like that.
4: And right. They don't need to yeah, add any evidence. That's exactly right. So I, think, I think everybody will like it's it's a bunch of like over thirties going, yeah. Hey, a new social media platform. Here we go. I want <laughs> to live the
3: life of Eric Hasseltine who will join us at two thirty in the next segment from the Grizzlies. He's their play by play man right here on 92.9. The voice of the Grizzlies is yep. Eric Hasseltine. He is no longer on social media. It
4: seems like it seems like, it seems wild to me like what life would be like without that, but also it seems great. If I didn't have this job, I wouldn't be on social. You don't think so? No, I mean, I have a fake
3: name, like that's true. um i I wouldn't do it. I, I do it because it, it has become part of your personal-slash-twisted-personal-into-professional life Sure. because you're revealing something about yourself, yes. right? I'm being relatable to you. I, I will
4: say that uh, with if I did not have my main job, I, yes. my activity, I may still have it, Yes. my activity level on it would be greatly reduced. Like, I never, no, on my too. personal Facebook page, mm-hmm. I almost never post anything on that. I only ever post to either the Ingram Hill page mm-hmm. or the J.R. Moore music page. Well, and it does work for your industry. Like for yeah, the
3: music industry, it is the distribution it. center. It's, it's ha- a must. Sports radio, it. it's a must now yeah. because we distribute content through right. social media. I know John did a whole uh, you know, description of that we don't do the video clips here. Right. It's because it's harder to monetize in Memphis. Very oh, simple. Sure. Like we're not monetizing that. We have advertisers that support the long-form programming we do. Right. And and that's what our staff focuses on. That makes sense. Um and so that's the simple answer there. Um do do use social media to try to get those podcasts out there. We do promote ourselves a lot. Right. And so now we have a new one with um Brad, you could live stream
4: on YouTube and sell advertising.
3: We could. We have a new staff that we're going to be hiring soon to do all that, and, and they'll edit it. They'll put the cameras in the corner. It'll, nice. It'll be, uh, yeah, look that, at, coming soon. Look at soon. you.
4: I, I I'm, I'm expecting fully at some point like, during a summer week where everybody's off and you're the one doing it. That's exactly what I expect. <laughs> you can see where I'm going with that. You're Bennett. just trying to put off Bennett another job you that, have to do. You know,
3: Gary and Bennett are over at the Grizzlies. Yeah. They have two video editors just for that, radio, for that show. For that show. They have two of them. And that's not Bennett. That's not Bennett doing that. Oh, so Bennett's not doing nope. the, camera, nope. the camera No, uh, no, 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 no. no. Bennett doesn't touch a camera. Wow. They got two guys doing that. That's nice. Start there and work your way backwards. That's nice. Yep. Oh, man. I'm hitting the buttons for this radio show today, so excited to have uh, Eric on with us at 230 Um you can tell everybody's on vacation as yeah. I'm talking about the inside baseball here. Yep. Three o'clock, live from a golf course in Austin, Texas. By his, he wanted to do this. Yeah. Jeffrey Wright will be joining Look us at that. How about that? So Jeffrey Wright, live from his vacation in Austin, Texas at three o'clock. He is, uh, of course, on the show weekdays from two to four usually. And then the new Memphis baseball coach has uh, agreed to come on with us. Matt Reiser. Heck yeah. Matt, I love the name Matt Reiser, first of all. Just start it's with good, his name. It's a good name. It's a good fake radio name. Matt <laughs> It Coming up g- next from 2 to 4, it'll be Matt Reiser. Matt, it um, is a
4: good a good fake radio name.
3: Matt was the coach at Southeastern Louisiana. He's now the head baseball coach at the University of Memphis as Carrick Jackson has left to take the head coaching job at Mizzou. And so he's replacing a pretty good coach. He had a winning record in one year. So yep. good that it got him a, a pay bump. He came back home to uh, Columbia, Missouri, St. Louis, where he once was an assistant coach. And so a nice nice gig there for that's him. That's pretty right good. There. Yeah. So that's the rundown on the show. Uh, how about we start off with the list? I
2: like it. Giannotto and Jeffrey keep a list of the stories and people they need to talk about. Being on the list can be a good or bad thing. Listen, Listen to, to find, find out, out who, who made it, it and, and why. Him. This is The List.
1: You just made the list. On
2: Giannotto and Jeffrey on 929 FM ESPN.
3: All right, I'll start. Please do. Wait for the big puncher. Britney Spears.
2: You just made the list.
3: So Britney Spears is in sports news today. I like this JR. bed you
4: got going on with yeah. us. This is good.
3: I got the music ensemble. You can tell I started out as a radio disc <laughs> jockey, and they forced me to take this job. <laughs>
4: Absolutely. Britney Spears. This is the most random sm- sports story ever. Uh, when this hit, when this, when I got this push to me from TMZ today, I was like, what? And this is all according to TMZ. Yeah. This is not me. This is not, this is TMZ. Now they have people who follow these celebrities. You know, it's also kind of crazy how legitimate and reliable TMZ actually is. It's actually true. When it first came out, it was like, this is hogwash. They never, it's like, it was like the National Enquirer. It's it's true. You know? And
3: we sort of dismissed it for we, years. For years.
4: And now they I don't think actually, we dismiss it anymore. They're right
3: most of the time. And they're probably right on the full story here. Britney Spears in the most random Las Vegas sports story ever from TMZ. She alleges that the head of Spurs, yes, the San Antonio Spurs (laughs) security guard, allegedly slapped her in the face in his effort to protect global basketball superstar seven foot four Victor Wembanyama in a Las Vegas casino. And he, he, she was wanting to get her picture with Victor Wembanyama. Incredible. This is wild! It's incredible. Like, let's just start with that part first before we get to the slap of the face from the security guard from the Spurs. Yeah, and the possible uh, authorities getting into this. In what world does Britney
4: Spears even know who Victor Wembanyama is? I don't think she does. I think uh, if you're, I think it's more like if you're seven foot three. Yeah. Regardless, if nobody knows who you are, you look like a circus freak. And so people just assume <laughs> they're just like oh this guy's got to be like a circus act. I want my picture with him and I'll find out who he is later. I think that's true. I did. In, and Britney's <sighs> like Five foot, isn't she really tiny? She's very small, yeah. So, very like petite, with you if you, if you, if you contrast that, she's like, I gotta get a picture with the circus freak.
3: Oh, yeah, because you know that'll aggregate with a little man of in course. a big coat, right? It's, yeah. it's a little girl, a li- young
4: superstar, and a global super tall superstar, right? And yeah. you know, that picture, whenever she gets oh. that, that's gonna be a viral thing. That's of, true. Doesn't matter who it is, if she posts that, look at Britney with this giant man, and then they go. Hey, yeah. she had no idea it was superstar Mr. <laughs> Wittman
3: She didn't know she couldn't approach the witness without right. getting slapped by the head of Spurs Security, who is now being charged with, according to TMZ sources, possible filing with authorities in Las Vegas on an assault charge now. Now, this is why. This is Which is extreme. Am I right? You're 100% right. Now, I wasn't there to see how hard Britney Spears got plopped in the, in the face by the head of Spurs Security, but this is random and weird and... And as the story from TMZ reads, like, he tried to explain it, like, look, I'm really sorry, but, like, this is the, me reading the story, right. but, like, I had to protect the global superstar.
4: This kind of reminds me of, like, a thing, like, have you have you ever um, been, like, your kids? Like, Well, you're, oh, yeah. you have a, you have a, your kids I've now. Been, he's I've, 15 been now I've been through now. So, I've been through the war, though. So let's say he's younger. Let's yep. just when he was younger and smaller. Yes. And he just catches you off guard doing something. Yes. And you go to, and... Your natural human reaction is to flail your arm out, to stop it. Yep. We just described Britney Spears being like five feet tall. Yes. I'd say it's entirely possible that she caught homeboy off guard. Yes. And his natural instinct, because he's protecting women, Yama, is to get his hands out and block whatever's coming. And it just so happened to be at face height for her. Yes. And so it's possible that that's how she got... Maybe he's hauled off and slapped him in the face. I have no idea. Yes. But I would say the odds are if he's a professional security guy those guys know what they're doing and that's just arms out and it just happened to mm. hit her in the face but also cuz i don't know if brittany gets benefit of the doubt anymore i don't think she gets benefit
3: of the doubt but i don't think that's why she got plopped in the face from the security guard i no. think she she didn't do this correctly cuz what and i'm not a star but if i were a star here's what i would have done i would have sent one of my personnel over there cuz she has people sure Send the person over to the person and say, here, that is Britney Spears over there. You might remember her. He has no idea who she is. Oh,
4: hell no. There's no the Senate,
3: way. Well, the security guard does it. But, like, you got to figure no, out how no, to no, set no, that no, up no, through no. the Spurs.
4: I don't think Wimben Yama knows who Britney oh, Spears no. is. No, hell no. So like, so like, I don't think he knows who anybody is so in America. Having, I know, but it's like. It's outside so, of the Spurs. But he's like, isn't he like 18?
3: Yeah, he's like really young. I don't.
4: Probably domestic 18, like, local 18-year-olds who don't know who Britney Spears is. Who's more
3: famous, Victor Wembenyama from a global perspective or Britney Spears in 2023? Uh, What demographic? Okay, now, it's. uh, I'm going to make it real centric, like, not a young girl or even a a girl our age in their 40s or 30s or
4: whatever. I mean, like, age. age. I mean, age demographic. 40-year-old person. Oh, Britney Spears. Not even close. Okay. Not even close. 50-year-old person. Man or woman? Britney Spears, not even close. It, Yeah. I'm talking about... How about tw- 60? I'm talking about 20-year-old who's yeah, more famous. Yeah, okay, so the
3: young people don't know
4: who she is. That's what I'm saying. A 20-year-old. I'm saying I'm saying a high schooler... 20-year-old dudes. my my kid
3: doesn't really pay attention to who Britney Spears is.
4: I'm saying a high schooler has a good shot of not knowing who Britney Spears is, but could definitely yeah, know who right. Wimanyama yeah. is.
3: She's more of a... She's become uh, an enigma a little bit, too. Yeah. Like like people make fun of her. Young people think, oh, that's the weird girl who that's... used to be a pop star and right. she had a Vegas residency and she's rich as heck and couldn't keep it together. Right. And people our age know the whole story, whether it's yeah. Kevin Fetterline or all the
4: wild stuff. Yeah, I mean they, like i sadly, kind of Whitney Houston kind of became that. She kind of did. And, and you
3: Bobby, has been
4: there too. Yeah, you forget you, like her greatness yeah. gets overshadowed. By the, the tabloid headlines. Late weirdness. The late weirdness. Yes. And so, I, yeah. the, Britney Spears is all late weirdness. It's, this is the weirdest, and though. And the, when the you're good ta- stuff from her life and career is long yeah. overshadowed.
3: This is the weirdest, though, when you combine <laughs> Summer League basketball coverage in Vegas with Britney Spears and Victor Wembignano, who will not be playing in the Summer League. This is just an odd story. It's in
4: totally it. weird. But having an yeah. assault charge, come on, man.
3: Yeah, calm down. We've also seen calm what down. some of these security guards do, whether it's uh, the, the get back coaches in the NBA. The, the head of security for the Grizzlies, you might recall, when they have scuffles, he's tackling people on his own team to keep people out of fights. Yeah, yeah. When it's legit stuff,
4: they aren't afraid of hitting. Yeah. So I don't think, I don't know that this was, I just don't. That,
3: I think this is this seems a, like a little, an little accident. to do about nothing. Yeah, it seems like an accident do, yeah.
4: and, and, and the whole, th- and our, Previous take of not giving her the benefit of the doubt. I, I think so. A lot to do about, uh, not
3: much. So Britney Spears, we'll see how how that goes with the There are the also so many
4: cameras. Home. Somebody has this on camera. Oh, and we'll see it. We'll see it eventually. We will eventually and maybe we'll be it. proven wrong. Maybe he did slap her good. I and, don't know. And and
3: it may be the head of security at wherever it was, the ARIA or whatever, wherever this Vegas place was. They'll slip that and make money off of it if there's sure. nothing else. I'm sure, so. yeah. Uh, number two you'd like to do is... Threads. You just made the list. Threads on the list.
4: Threads. I didn't even, so I didn't even know this was even in the works. Mm-hmm. I just saw my Twitter timeline last night while I was. You're the same as me. Furious about the Cardinals. Oh my I God. saw my Twitter. I was like, what? <laughs> is it, who? Why is everybody I yep. follow sharing a link to something else? Yep. That I had to go Google. And I was like, oh, well, if, I guess I'll go, I guess I'll go sign up. Yes. And then, uh, and then it's like, uh, do you want to follow everybody you follow on Instagram? I was like, well, no, because I f- everybody I follow on Instagram, I might just want to see their pictures. I don't care about their thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I didn't know what to do there, That's and I was funny. like, "Ah, this seems difficult." Yeah, and then uh, and then it seemed like it was just uh, all the old people were like, "I'm now on Threads." Threads was late too.
3: It was supposed to start in the morning, but they pushed it back to seven o'clock uh, Eastern, so six o'clock Central. Maybe that is when was it smart. Launched. I guess people were really talking about this, and I think. There is a lot of frustration, in, and I'll just speak to the sports fans. That's who we're talking to mostly here, um, except my wife, that, um, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's it. It's you dudes and my wife. And my wife. Um, I, I think – Sports fans are really into Twitter because it's like an AP resource that just streams information about games. So if you're not watching the Cardinal game last night, you immediately get the clip of Jordan Hicks overthrowing the first baseman and blowing the Cardinals game last night. Yep. And there's just streams of this. For example, right before the show, we got the Big 12 story about the the coaches' poll for the Big 12. We'll talk about that later on with Jeffrey. I think threads, here's my early take on it, if we have to have takes on social media accounts. Sure we do. Why not? Uh, we, got a, we got a two-hour show here. Mark Zuckerberg, it appears, is the rival with Instagram and Facebook to uh, Elon, yep. who has done an absolute S-show of a, a, just a crappy job with Minus. Twitter. Like, have you, it couldn't have gone worse for Elon. I, I,
4: I don't understand why you just can't leave it alone.
3: Yeah, he he kind of took a stand though when he was about to buy it and he went down that road. And and Elon as we know goes all the way down the road. He
4: does go all the way down the road.
3: Whether it's an electric car and you make make money on that bet, right, or you spend 57 billion dollars to buy Twitter and you say it's a political heist and, you know, there's too much right or left wing information and it needs to be a centrist. He I mean,
4: might be right. It, there yes i'm not saying everything he's done with it is terrible yes. necessarily i mean he might be right that it was a little too censored and controlled by um mm-hmm. whatever side it is felt being controlled by yes and so whatever that it's if you want to buy it and change it uh, more power to you but in the same yeah. day i learned about what a rate limit was which i did not know existed. twitter has a rate limit i didn't i saw christopher gabriel treating about this yeah. and i was like what is a rate limit yeah in the same day, describe I learned, what what you learned about rate limits. I, I Did still you learn don't fully anything? understand it. That, you, that they're limiting you, the amount of tweets you see. You see, based on if you're a subscriber, a blue dot or blue checkmark subscriber, or a pr- premium yeah. silver, to right. whatever, or gold checkmark.
3: I, and the reason why Elon, from my understanding, is Elon is there's bots, and and then there's mega bots going on. They got big bot problems. Anytime you retweet, like sure. for example, we're on two to four, and we sent yes. the lineup for today's show. Immediately, there's somebody below us, and it's saying, "Hey, uh, I've got a, a bank account in Saudi Arabia, yeah. and you can make bets when, on you know." When
4: my Instagram account got deactivated two days ago, yes. and I tweeted about it. Tons there's of bots all this crap on Twitter, right? So now.
3: I get that, but like. So the timing might be good because Twitter is in a bad spot right now. Sure.
4: So, but I, but I don't. I, I guess that's his explanation. But that seems like just like he's trying to add a revenue stream. Like, sure, certainly, somebody's going to pay for Twitter. Yeah. And so it was actually kind of brilliant planning on yeah. Zuckerberg on to threads. release Threads yeah. at the mm-hmm. same time. Except when I come over to Threads, I'm like, all right, this is cool. Except. Th- they have the algorithm on threads that they are telling me what they think I want to read as opposed uh, to allowing me the option to read the people I follow, the people I chose yeah, to follow. Yeah. I don't see, and there's not like a thing where, where it's a tab you can switch to be like suggested mm-hmm. posts versus people you follow. I just click on the home screen and I'm literally seeing a dude showing me his leg tattoo of his cat. <laughs> on on threads? On threads. that's And I'm like, i I'm like, who is How did it look? Was, like, was, it, was it cool? It was a good, yeah. it was a good yeah. nice tattoo. Nice looking tat. I was like, who, do good. I follow this guy? I click on him. I'm like, yeah. I don't know this guy. So they and thought you boom,
3: needed to see that.
4: Yes. And I'm like, what in my timeline or any of my Facebook or Instagram anything mm. has made you believe that I want to see a guy's leg tattoo of his cat? And so, that, and so that's where I am with threads. I'm like, yeah. it looks like it could be neat, but like that's kind of a mess so far that when I, like, mm. the great thing about Twitter in sports is that. It's, it's a, a community a, yes, watching yes. something live and in time and, and they're you're not to react control about and it, it used
3: to be they're not controlling it. It's everybody I
4: follow right. in real time. In real time, everybody's yeah. talking about the exact same thing in real time and that's what's awesome about it. And then I come over to threads and I'm thinking, All right, I'm gonna get I'm gonna this is where I go to get news or learn or like opinions on thread, and instead I'm just getting the most ridiculous stuff ever. And I'm like, well, I I don't want to spend time This is
3: related to the first point I made on this show, which is it's hard to figure out how to make money on stuff once you invent cool stuff Yes, sometimes. And I think Zuck figured it out with Facebook later on, but it took years, it took development, and he got there, and now he's a bazillionaire. Always was a bazillionaire. Like, we knew that early. But this is all hedge funds and money and investment out in front of cool stuff where you're not making money on ads yet, you're trying right. to figure out how do we monetize it. And I think that's the problem so far for Twitter. And it's all jacked up. Threads, according to CBS, now CBS just wrote about this, it looks similar to Twitter. It's a stream. It looks nice. It's a beautifully looking, it's a yeah. beautiful looking it's clean. app. clean, looks great. It lets users post messages like Twitter, reply, you you can like or repost, um, and it's hooked to Instagram. So what I did last night was I took all my Instagram people and they're now my... my yeah. Uh, threads, people, because yep. it, it says Threads, a Twitter, or it says Threads, an Instagram app. So yes. it's like
4: a sub-app of Instagram, I guess. When I first searched Threads in the App Store, the first pop-up was I just put Threads, yes. and it's like, Threads, not an Instagram app, because there's obviously a previously app designed oh. called Threads, and they had to immediately change their title in the app wow. store, it said not associated with Instagram. That happens with these guys. Co- like, like, oh, Odyssey. those when, poor guys! When
3: Odyssey launched, there was like Odyssey companies and all these people, like uh, oh, a plumber sure. plumbing companies, who yeah. had to rename themselves because get screwed up. So, so uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, that,
4: the, the, like the threats, it's. Would you bet on it? Oh sure, yeah. I bet it hangs around. I bet they. I think it I bet will, they too. tweak it to h- hang around. But it does feel weird that like they had. Twitter kind of gave them an outline yeah. of like how to make it work, mm-hmm. and you just change the stuff you don't like about Twitter and put it into your clean uh and yep. uh, app yeah, and you're, UI you're, yes the UI that you like yes they have a they kind of gave you the outline of what people do and don't yeah. like why they would just give you this thing of I'm oh, I'm gonna feed you what we think you you we want to you read yes. and you need I'm like and that that is literally the bang on Facebook and and, and what Elon Musk bought. Twitter about was that, hey, you we don't care what you think I need to see, because that's you that's you censoring and controlling what I want to see. Let we me, need to stop that. Let me see what I want to see. And I was like, immediately Threads did that. I don't think
3: we're ever going to get back to where we were at the beginning of Twitter, it sounds like. I don't think so, either. That kind of sucks. All right, the Memphis Grizzlies. You just made the list! Grizzlies last night, they win their game against the Oklahoma City Thunder in Summer League action. Set Nine.
4: themselves up for another Summer League title, what they're doing. Are
3: are you a believer in the Summer League title, uh, Destin Grizzlies? Mm. Uh, oh, for yes. The sum, for the Summer League title. Yes. you're gonna Win the Summer League. Oh, they're going to win it. Okay, I have a you know, feeling. We'll play some bets on that, Jr. Ninety-four, eighty-six. They beat Oklahoma City. Um, and this was a game where Chet Holmgren was okay. Yeah, Look, looked good. Yeah, uh, looks the part. But just the, the standout in this game was Jake Laravia. How about that? Jake LaRavia with 25 points in 29 minutes after shooting a, a really had a rough start in the first game. Comes out with 16 points first quarter. Shoots 44% from three, four of nine from three, 75% overall uh, free throws. You know, he only took four free throws, but uh, three of four there. 25 points. He was plus seven for the game. Uh, others in the game, Gigi Jackson looked pretty good. He only played 10 minutes. Um, I'm getting the sense, though, that Gigi's not going to be on the main roster Probably for the Memphis Grizzlies. David Roddy, 29 minutes, 8 points. Eh, it was a fine night. I, you know, not they were really focused in with Jake's with game, Jake. I think.
4: Do you think, wasn't the knock on Laravia, even in college, that he wasn't assertive enough? Yes. And so... It was on draft night, they said it. Right. And so he Played at Wake Forest, by the way. He was at, is Is there, like, they're trying to force him, are they trying to force him to be something he's not? Like, it's just not instinctual for him to be that aggressive with the ball or to get his shot off?
3: I think that in summer, yes. I think he needs to be aggressive. I think he was really aggressive in two. The problem is he's not going to have that kind of space and that kind of action in in an NBA game.
4: That's true, but I think that's the thing is that They need that, though. He's not going to have that, and so he needs. it's like he needs to learn that assertiveness when he does have the space so that when he gets in an NBA game, he's not scared to even if there's, even mm-hmm. if you don't have that spacing and the wide openness that you had in, yep. against lower competition, you still need to fire it anyway. We, mm-hmm. That's what we want you to learn and get comfortable with. Yeah, but like he hasn't done it, or at least and I'll go with the hustle. Was he yeah. was he playing that way with the hustle? Like where he was being the dude?
3: I think he was getting good action in with the hustle, but um, he might. It, I just t- want I, to, I don't want to project too much yeah. here because because we're going from a bad game to a twenty five point game, which I said with you yesterday sure, it was going to happen. Yeah. But, like, when you have players like Luke Kennard, who are dead eyes from the corner, and Desmond Bain, I just don't see. And a non athletic Jake Laravia, we saw it when Chet Holmgren at the end of the game. I think Jake was feeling himself because he tried to go in for a dunk, and Chet just punched one on him (laughs) uh, at the rim. He's not, he's not, and I'm not even just saying this because he's like your prototype green white dude. It's just, he doesn't strike me as, he's not like um, other Duke players who are super athletic.
4: Sure. You know. I, I don't know if he's. I mean, he was a first-round pick. That's the challenge. I'm less. Con- I'm honestly less concerned about his um, ability to do it. Like when he has a bad game and he goes two for eleven in the first summer league game. Like right. I, did, I could not have cared less about that. I'm that, with you. On I didn't that. worry about that one bit. Um, I wasn't either, but I, I was still remarking. Like. It is more. It is more of a mindset with him. Yeah. It's. It's. To be honest. It's like. It's almost. It's like the opposite. It's like the opposite of Rudy Gay. Yep. <laughs> for me. No, it Where is. But Rudy thought like believed he was a superstar, and he was like, I am shooting the ball. I do not care. Whether and it's a good shot he, or not, I'm shooting shoot, it. And couldn't and shoot. And wasn't great at it, where Jake, we all believe is a good shooter, mm-hmm. but his inst- his inner instinct is not to fire away. Inst- that, that's yeah. what they have to kind of beat into him. And that that's really what I worry about is that he just kind of finds himself l- lost in the shuffle in yeah. the team yeah. as opposed to being the dude that when you get, like Luke Kennard, if he gets an, an inch, inch. Yeah. he is shooting.
3: I think Bane's the same way. Bane's the same way. And by the way, I think you and I would agree, and this is not just because they're multi-year NBA players. They those two players, Bain and Kennard, are consistent enough where not only do they look the part, but you they've got enough run now that you just know it. Whether yes. it's summer league or just all these NBA games that they've stacked on yep. top of each other, and and this is and I guess what we're we're speaking to and where we're going with our our discussion here is that's what Jake Laravia needs to sort of look like, but he's only yes. going to have five games to do it in Vegas.
4: That's correct. He does. He needs to. He needs to look like where. And his shot looks good, but like Bane and Kennard, when they shoot it, I, I'm actually surprised when it doesn't go in. I am surprised in. when it doesn't go in. And too. so yes. that's what I think that's what they're wanting out of him, and they mm-hmm. want him to win. You get that inch of space, we want you to shoot the ball, and I just wonder if he if he believes that. I'll take it a step further <laughs> though.
3: A player like Jake Laravia in 23 in the NBA, you got to develop a step back. I mean, if you don't, yeah. at 6'7", if you can't, because Bain's only 6'5", and he's got that, yeah. he, he can go backwards two feet before, to give himself room. Mm-hmm. In in today's NBA, most of these three-point shooters, whether it's Steph Curry or Klay Thompson, now Klay's less athletic, I think that's what's hurt him because he doesn't have that vertical. But Anyone, he, doesn't, he doesn't need movement. to dribble. He doesn't need to dribble because the shot is so good. But guys like that are 6'7", that you draft in the first round, they got to have a step back.
4: Yeah. I think that's fair. I think now, probably now. Right? Probably now. I don't know, I mean they, you know it's 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 going into a second year and we're all hoping for a big a big leap forward uh where it's noticeable. Yes. And so you just got to hope he, this translates into when he gets 10 to 15 minutes a run in the in the the season yes. that like it's not this drop off. That he's the shooter off the bench that you can be like, "Yeah, we put him in and he can score."
3: And in summer league, you need to look like that over the next 5 games if you're probably going to be on our
4: NBA roster. Yep. Right? I really just want him sh- confidently shooting the ball. I think that's all you want. Being and, a and playmaker. Then, and if it doesn't go in a few times, uh, I, I believe he can shoot it. That's not, it's really I want him to look the part as opposed to making all the baskets.
3: I, I, that's exactly where I'm at, too. Yep. And and I also don't expect every game to look like the last one. No. 25 no, games. No. 25 points. I, I expect it to look 18 and shots falling in at a, at a maybe a 35 to 40 percent clip. Yeah. So that's uh, I think that's what we're hoping for Jake Laravia uh, from the Memphis Grizzlies. They play tonight, 8 o'clock, in Utah against Utah, Game 3 of the Summer League. Yep. Next, the great Eric Hasseltine joins us. He, we have not spoken to him since Derrick Rose joined the roster. What does he think of Derek Rose? And will he be more than just a leader of JA? We'll ask Eric next on night.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing. Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados. Like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo. They are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries. So,
2: Nine. Giannotto and Jeffrey broadcast live from the
5: Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network. Only from
2: Xfinity. The Giannotto and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. Today, it's special guest host Justin Moore with Brad Carson on 92.9's Giannotto and Jeffrey Show. JR, that music means we have... The league's
3: best play-by-play man, Eric Hasseltine, joins us live here in Memphis. It's two
2: thirty-five. Uh, Eric, how's it going, man? How are you? How you been? It's good. What, what is this JR thing, dude? <laughs> Have you, what are you talking uh, about? Like uh, I, I've never known you as JR. And I've known you probably twenty years now.
4: Yeah, it's been a long time. So that's only really Since the days
2: of playing basketball. At what we used to be, Cordova.
4: I went the Cordova Club. Yep. Uh, that is, that is simply, uh, that's a, out of necessity in a professional sense as a, oh, as there's a yeah. very famous, uh, country singer by the name, Justin Moore, who is not me. And, I actually, uh, it's caused I actually, some problems.
2: Yeah, no, it, it actually, uh, I, I ran into that. I was talking years ago to a young lady and said that I knew you. Yep. And she's like, oh, you know, Justin Moore. I said, yeah, he's a good friend of mine. He's Ingram Hill. And she goes, He's a country singer, and I said, "No, he's not." <laughs> and she said, "Yes, he is," and I was like, No, "I think I don't." You're both right. Two? Is there two? And she went from like I was high on the list of super popular in her eyes at one moment. Yeah. And then when you were not Justin Moore, country singer. <laughs> so sorry. I, I might as well have had COVID before COVID even was <laughs> a thing. Before it was even in, before we even knew about it, I just <sighs> the just, just magic gone. was gone, just so like the that. The magic was it disappeared. But I was like, I would rather have you as my friend than. Hey, than thanks, man. As my as my, uh, my tagger on. Hey, thanks. So that's why it's it it was built out of necessity.
4: And to be fair, yes. my 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 dad and my granddad called me Jr. my entire life, and so it seemed like a natural thing to have that's to change good. to.
2: Right. Um, I just didn't I didn't know where it came from, and I've heard you on the show, and, and I meant to ask you. Yep. Uh, when I was when I saw you out at the ball fields, but I was too busy watching your son hit bombs. How about dude. that? Right? Does yeah. your son rake? Dude. He's he's oh, he's,
4: he's, he's got a he's got a good little swing on him. Really? Yeah. yeah both of really y'all does. have
3: like Studley sons. Yeah. What is yeah. going on here? Eric saw uh, Eric in the ballpark. Yeah. And he was like, "Which
4: one is yours?" I was like, "He's come. He's on deck, coming up to bat now." Oh. And he stuck around. He missed some, some dr- dr- I, I, he did. <laughs> i went to talk with him. The first time I went to
3: talk. Oh no! Oh no! You had a fan locked <laughs> uh, ear locked during the the Little game. <laughs> that's a that's a tough spot.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. Hey, for those little public
3: service announcement to save both of y'all. Turns out, Eric, and and I'm and I'm saying this, not you, Eric. This is what you do for a living all the time. You're at the little league park. Not time for analysis, folks. <laughs> right? Can I? Am I? Am well, I?
2: Well, that's true. It, it's yeah. I don't mind it though. I gotcha. We were there. Um, we actually, my son and I were out there watching some friends play because I I missed it. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I know, Brad. You your your son played in GBL and yep. Um, JR's son plays there. My son played there up until this spring. Is he doing travel um,
3: now, Eric? Is your kid doing the, the whole is. racket? Well, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah it's, uh, we, we were with the team, and then we, it didn't quite work the way we would hope. And uh, Understood. We moved to, and we actually decided to, we had some other players with similar situations wanting something fresh. Uh, we actually just started a non-profit, so there's no worries about money and things like that, and, and uh, we've had some very generous donations to, to fund the team, and, uh, had our first night of tryouts last night. Have the second night tonight. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. A lot of you know, a lot of just twelve year old dudes, just eleven soon to be twelve year olds, just playing ball. But as I told Jr., like it's the the league out there, and I, I'm giving them credit. Yep. Um, you know, Rob Stallings is the guy that runs it. It's one of the best I've ever seen, and it's pure. Like I know there's still people that say all oh, parents get angry. I was like, no, 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 no. Like no. go go spend a weekend and travel baseball. And you'll see some angry parents, and um, in, as you know, and Jr. knows as well. I'm not one to uh, to like park my tongue when I think someone's being a jackass. Yep. So, and that that, that probably cost me and my son a little bit there, but <laughs> we were better for playing for the team we played for for the spring, and uh, we're going to move on and do other things. He's he's working. I don't know if he's you know he said stud. I I, I try to keep him as humble as he can. He's 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 getting better. He's working really hard and. Uh, we're going to head off actually to Florida next week and play in a perfect game uh, type situation. Oh boy, like, oh, buckle like, up, bro. Camp. Yeah. Yeah, I coaching? told him, uh, I said, look, man, there's a very good chance you walk into that park and you may be the worst player at that <laughs> camp, but you're still there and you had to get invited. So yeah. I was like, hey, the worst all star is still an all star, dude. That's exactly so. right.
3: Yeah, good yeah, luck. So. I remember these days. Yeah, but the yeah, GBL is about as pure as it goes. That's well said it, there. Yeah, yeah,
2: they're fun, and it's it's fun to watch, and it was it was fun to watch. Yeah, you JR. Someone Oppo bomb. Out so did the wow. Yep, right center field and just crushed it. Let's go. I'm trying to teach him. Yeah. He won't pull the ball.
3: That's fine. Well, he hits no, everything that, opposite let field. Let that hey. sucker
2: travel, JR. <laughs> yeah, pulling, pulling the ball will happen with a little bit more bat speed. If you can blast okay. him Oppo side, you're, you'll yeah. be just yeah. fine.
4: There you go. So, Eric, since we haven't yeah. had you on the radio since all mm-hmm. this in forever and since all this new contract stuff has happened, we have a bunch of people, a bunch of action for the Grizzlies. There's Marcus <laughs> yeah. Smart. There's uh, Dylan in the sign-and-trade. And there is, yeah. you know, the the, uh, Rose, the Derek heartfelt Rose, yeah. favorite of Derrick Rose uh, being uh, brought back to Memphis on a two-year yeah. deal. And I'm curious your thoughts. Um, I have a, a, a kind of a couple questions, even on Derrick Rose, um, that, number one, do you think he has – is there still enough left in his tank to actually be to actually contribute uh, yeah. to the team? And do you think he can slash will actually be a mentor to Ja to help him become an adult?
2: <laughs> well, I think he does have gas in the tank for sure. When we saw him in New York, he he nearly brought the Knicks back on his own in a quarter when he came off the bench and you know was spelling uh, Brunson and played terrific. And looked like he still had a great first step, still had some bounce. I mean, he's he's not obviously not the guy when he, you know, first got drafted that was the youngest MVP in the league history and um, and that meteoric rise to superstardom right out of the right off the jump. I think he can help uh, with there. In fact, when they had that open roster spot, I just randomly and I'm not trying to, to toot my own horn, but the guys I thought of that would probably be worthwhile making a run at were Eric Gordon and Derek Rose, mm. two veterans who can, you know, can put the ball in the bucket. Gordon's a little different scorer. He's a he's a perimeter-based scorer, and you kind of have that, so I wasn't sure, but still a guy that could handle the ball. But Derek's, a, a, you know, a little bit more of a point guard, and you're going to need that because although Marcus Smart, you know, ran the ran the Celtics offense, this is a new system for him, and it will take a minute to to get – you know, probably totally comfortable with it. But it's it's not overly complex. And I, I, I have full faith in Marcus Smart's capabilities stepping in and being the starter, but you're gonna need to give him some time and, and you're gonna need to give the guys around him some time to learn what his tendencies are. And so Derek's the type of guy that can do that. And then as far as mentoring Ja, yeah, I think it helps because now you have a veteran who's been there, who's played in high level games, who's won major awards and you know, has had basically that. I hate to say it this way, to a rock star, that rock star status that yeah. that comes with being, a, you know, a megastar. And and Derrick Rose has had that. He's had his own shoe line. He's had commercials. He's he's gone ups and downs. He's had injuries that have derailed seasons. In, you know, and I'll never forget seeing him when the Grizzlies played a preseason game in St. Louis against the Bulls. It was a home game for Chicago, and it was after the first knee injury, and he went for a rebound. And I, I didn't think he was coming down. And I was like, wow, <laughs> you can do that. after wow. knee injury!" Like he just exploded off the floor. And I was like, Whoa, like I knew he was athletic, but seeing it like super up close, you know, and we had seen it in Chicago a little bit, but remember, there's a lot of times the Grizzlies played uh, or whoever Derek Rose was playing for and he didn't play. Yep. And that was a, a source of disappointment. I was talking about this this morning. Uh, as I, I filled in for Jessica Benson, it was a remarkable to me to hear people's disappointment um, when he wouldn't play when, yeah. when his team came into Memphis. And I'm like, this this dude was here for, like, 36 games, 40 games. <laughs> yeah. And they were awesome. Yeah. It was unbelievable. And you couldn't expect him to stay. He was going to be the number one pick. But this dude captivated the city in basically five and a half months, and now they are, like, thrilled to have him back. So, if that doesn't charge you up a little bit as an athlete, I'm not sure what does. Like having a place that you know loves you for yep. things you've done years ago, and a city that wants you and is excited to have you, and the fan base is there. That that goes a long way. So I I think he'll be a big a big help. And then you mentioned you know the Dylan Brooks sign and trade. I, I we someone asked me about the Desmond Bain situation. What do you do there? And I just said, look they. If they're going to not give him the max, then it's in Desmond's best interest to to let them negotiate and see where they can go. But wisely so, and I don't have a problem with this. You have an owner who's got deep pockets. Um, It's not the biggest media market in the the league, but you have an owner that's got plenty of money and is willing to spend it to win, and and that guy helps you win. He can score on all three levels. I thought he was on his way to an all-star game selection before he injured his toe. Um, that really kind of derailed things. Obviously, Jaron coming back in the lineup takes away some touches, but before Jaron got back, when Desmond was rolling, he was at 23, 24 points a game. He was was approaching the numbers for what they call the golden shooting season, which is 50 and 40 from three and 90 from the line. He was just a shade under on the field goal percentage, Uh, but he was also defending and scoring. Just all the aspects of his game were getting better, and there's, uh, you know, all the everybody says, "Oh, he's a tireless worker." Always oh, a tireless worker, and it, it kind of becomes cliche. I just remember a couple times being at the gym, uh, you know, to to park my car to go have dinner, and it'll be like eleven, and someone's shooting, and it's Desmond. It's eleven o'clock at night, and he's in the gym getting more work done. And um, you know, I, I I couldn't be happier for the young man because no, you know he. No one really believed he would ever get to this point, and now he's got you know life-changing money and a chance with the cornerstones locked up to to, to do some special things. Well,
4: it's kind of great to actually see the front office like literally put their money where their mouth is. Where mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, in the in the in the postseason press conference, there's a lot of lip service. Like, well, we're just trying to do what's best for the franchise and do this and that. Right. And they literally said, uh, maybe we shouldn't have tripled down on youth. And then, yeah. right, they immediately prove it by not uh, not trading away stuff to mm-hmm. get more draft picks, signing right. veterans to have in their locker room, which yeah. they admitted they probably should have had, and then doing the thing to where, like, when you when you draft a guy and find a guy who is working, who is a model teammate, a model citizen, yeah. which which right. I don't, you would hope that wouldn't be a big deal, but around here right now that yeah. is um, yeah. Right, yeah. that you then reward him with a contract pay the dude yeah you got to pay somebody yeah, yeah. and why not pay the guy who is proving that he is uh, a hard worker who pr- proves it on the court he's a really great player and has shown signs of only getting better not getting worse and so I think it's kind of great and refreshing to see them go listen this is where we think we might have made mistakes and right. they actually do the thing to fix the their mistakes what they have admitted to being their mistakes so I don't have a problem with these things. Uh, I, what do you? How do? How are you on the Marcus Smart thing? I, have, I haven't heard. Uh, I love it. Well, I too. Yeah, you,
2: you've got to replace a, a dog defender in, in, in Dylan Brooks. He just got to after people. Yep. Whether people liked his offensive game or not, the the fact of the matter, the numbers defensively were next level for Dylan Brooks. It's why he made the All Defensive Team. I think second team. Um, it's why there were teams that he, that literally hated him saying, well, we'd, we'd take a look at him if, right. if the numbers are right, like, i.e., the Lakers. Um, but no one was going to give him 20 other than the Houston Rockets, which is great. Good for him. You got paid. Yeah, uh, It's a young team in a situation where they can learn from his defensive efforts. Um, and, and that's a it's an interesting 360 because they were the team that drafted him in the second round before trading him to Memphis. But you had to replace that, and you get a guy that – Obviously, you know, the defensive player of the year a couple seasons ago and had a great defensive season this year, but he can also handle the ball. So you kind of take out two birds with one stone there, but you don't have a big wing. And so, you know, they're still lacking that a little bit. But what you said about the veterans in the locker room, they had a couple – in Jaw's rookie year, they felt like they had a chance to get somebody they really wanted. The one thing I respect about this front office is they, they go do the things that they believe are going to be the best for the organization, and they stand by it. So um, they wanted Justice Winslow. They wanted to give that a shot. Unfortunately, it did not work. And so, um, you know, then you have a, – a, what is an anomaly? To have a team that's finished second in the West in back-to-back years and then – among the five youngest teams. And that can fluctuate with who's healthy and who's not and who's active and who's not and all these things and trade deadlines. But for the most part, always in that youngest five teams group with teams like Oklahoma city who turned a little bit of a corner teams like Houston teams that had just a lot of young players to be there and to be super successful. That's just rare, but you know, to kick it up a notch, you've got to You've got to add some of that leadership. The team that found that out most recently in terms of, uh, of a high level of success is Denver. You know, for two years in a row, the Nuggets had a young core, just like the Grizzlies, homegrown, built through the draft, you know, maybe a trade here or there, but they were one of the younger teams in the league. However, they would miss the playoffs by a, a game, two years in a row yeah. by a single game. Right. And they fight through in that third year and they become the number two seed and get bounced in the first round because they didn't have. A lot of experience nor veteran leadership. So they started adding things like that. Guys like Jeff Green going and getting an Aaron Gordon at the Mm -hmm. deadline to add a piece that they felt like they needed. And it's paid off and they stuck with what they believed in. So I always say this when it comes to front office guys they get paid to make hard decisions and they get paid well. And that's they earn it because they are constantly being evaluated. And never in the history of this league has there been a general manager that has made every right move every single time. There's always things that don't go exactly how you planned. It's whether or not you try to fix that mistake and overcompensate or just say, Hey, it was a mistake. Let's move on and move on to the next decision that separates a lot of these guys. And it's believing in a system and building a culture. You don't get too trigger happy too quickly with your coaching staff. You don't, just go get a guy because he's a name and you think it'll sell tickets or jerseys. You get pieces that fit your puzzle and everybody's puzzle is a little bit different. Um, You can't try to just copy somebody. You can try to run a similar system as the Grizzlies have done with Taylor Jenkins coming from the Greg Popovich and Mike Budenholzer tree. But for the most part, um, you know, this is Taylor Jenkins team and they've gone and gotten players that fit what he does. They do love guys that will, up and, and play hard and, and be tough like Marcus Smart is, like Dylan Brooks was, and they love guys that will shoot the basketball yeah. and yeah. knock down threes.
3: Yeah, we've got Eric Hasseltine on the line here on the Giannato and Jeffries show. Uh, it's Brad Carson. J.R. Moore is the other voice you hear in the studio. Eric, of course, the play-by-play man right here on 92.9 and the Grizzlies radio network. We talked about the new pieces in the core three with the Bain deal. And then, obviously, Derek Rose, Marcus Smart. You mentioned Eric Gordon. The Suns have restocked uh, big time, adding Eric Gordon. Mavs, yeah. actually a better roster than what I thought they would uh, collect. And Lakers, Really nice Ooh. job collecting some one- and yeah. two-year players on two- and one-year deals. And and I think the Lakers improved in the offseason free agency from what I said. And I say all that to sort to to of pivot to the summer league because outside of the three plus the pieces and then a healthy, hopefully, Stephen Adams, you go to some of these other players. David Roddy, uh, Lofton, Laravia, players who who we've taken chances on. Some of them first-rounders. What do you see as coming out of that group that's going to contribute? Obviously, Santi is not playing. Uh, we can talk about, uh, you know, Williams is not playing in Summer League. Those two will contribute, we think. But uh, out of the Summer League players, after seeing the game last night against Oklahoma City, Eric?
2: Well, you know, I, you saw Santi last year, and like after the first game, people are like, boy, he better do something. And then he had a really good rest of the Summer League, and I think we become kind of prisoners of the moment. Jake LaRavia did not have a great game one against Philadelphia. And then last night was terrific. Um, I think the experience for them, if you look at that five, that's taking the floor uh, in these games, or at least in the first two games, and we'll see what they do tonight against Utah. But with Gilliard, who came in and played the last game of the regular season at point guard, yep. a guy that you can keep in, in, you know, with the hustle and in the G league, they can be called up uh, in a pinch and, and showed he could play. I mean, he, he played really well. I thought in that Oklahoma city game for his first time, yeah, seven NBA steals plays. there last night. That yeah. was wild, yeah. Vince, well, yeah, and that's what he's known for. Yep. And then Vince Williams is, is trying to you know, find his footing, and that was a tough year in the rookie season. Didn't see much playing time, but did play with the hustle and played well. We know that Kenneth Lofton Jr. was the G League rookie of the year, and then Roddy got better as the year went along, and Jake battled those injuries. But those two guys, they're going to be relied upon along with Zaire Williams and Santi Aldama to fill in some of those minutes that that's gonna be vacated by Dylan Brooks and also for that matter by the injury to Brandon Clark. So um, these are big. I, I you know I love people that always say, Oh, summer league's this and it's that and you're right. <laughs> yeah. Sixty 70% of the guys there are not going to ever play in the NBA, but they may play professional basketball, or they may go get the job at the bank their mom wanted to get when they were born. You know, who knows? <laughs> you know, that when, you're, when you're born, your mom goes, boy, I hope yeah. he gets a job as a lawyer. Or a you don't say, boy, I hope he's an NBA basketball player, because that's just not usually yeah. realistic. But, you know, it's still a great tool and having been out there for years and and now it's just I've moved they've moved on and have the guys, you know, for covering the team for the grind city doing this stuff. I still think it's incredibly valuable and the players that go out there, I think sometimes the biggest mistake made by some of these young guys, like, Oh, I got a spot on this team. I don't need to go out here and do too much. You got to go out there and kick everybody's butt. If you're an NBA guy, like you got to go out there and say, look, head and shoulders, I'm one of the best dudes on this court and you you'll you'll figure that out real fast when I drop 25 so seeing what Roddy and and Jake and and Kenneth have done and a little bit of Vince and and Jacob Gilliard and Gigi Jackson's down there now and you know we're getting a little bit of a look at him who's going to be a project you know I like it I like what they're doing and and you know we'll see tonight wraps up Salt Lake City then they go to Vegas and you know, after that, the developmental work done by this coaching staff has been nothing short of sensational for the four years. And that's one of the big things, and you, will, you lost Arko Ryakovich to Toronto, and that's a, a vacancy now on, on the coaching staff side. But, um, you know, they've kept this staff pretty much intact, and it's not going to be that way forever, as we just found out. Like, you know, eventually, when you're a team having success, that people are going to come after your guys, whether it's players or coaches. So, um, now it's going to be a test of bringing in somebody else to fill that spot. Maybe elevating the guys who are on the bench, whether that's a uh, you know a, a David McClure or uh-huh. you know a Pen Penn, um, you know, in there, or they go get somebody you know that that's familiar with Taylor. That it's a remarkable deal when you think about the staff that Taylor was on in Atlanta with Mike Budenholzer as the head coach. Every one of those assistants is either now a head coach or has been a head coach. Wild. You know, like Quinn yeah. Snyder was on that staff and, and yeah. Kenny Atkinson was on that staff. And, uh, the Utah the, coach, Garvin wasn't he on Hamm. that staff too? Yeah, that it was, Hardy. Yeah, And
3: yeah, Hardy? Yeah. that was
2: the staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, And this is the difference in today's NBA. You know, you go back and you look at coaching rosters from, yeah. you know, 10 years ago, there were like four. Now there's like seven. So wow. there's there's assets here for these players to, if you put in the work, to find your footing. And I, I think that's what the, the front office has done a good job is finding guys that don't look at things like summer league is just, Hey, I'm just going to go out there and, Get some run in and you know, maybe throw some dice on the crafts table and have some fun <laughs> with my family wearing an NBA jersey. Yeah. They're out there to work and it's yeah. a business trip and then they take it very seriously.
3: Last piece, this is the story of the day, because you can tell we're in the middle of the summer here, but this wild story yeah. about Britney Spears trying to approach Victor Wembenyama <laughs> at a casino in Las Vegas. And and I told junior I'm not trying to defend it or whatever, but uh, clearly we're trying to defend guys that are seven foot four and worth bazillions of dollars walking into casinos with whether it's Britney Spears or my 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 grand, you know, or whoever, um, my point is, Britney Spears is now gone to the cops saying uh, the Spurs security guy slapped me, blah 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 blah. And Britney Spears, it's all on TMZ, by the way. First of all, how weird is it that Britney Spears loves Victor Wimbanyama, or is it just that she likes tall guys that uh, she could take pictures with to go viral? Uh, what quick thoughts on the Britney Spears Victor Wembanyama story, Eric? Well. First of all, <laughs> where I don't even I don't even know where this comes from, but this was the story of the day, brother. I'd love to know Eric's yeah. t- Eric well, take I, I, on it. I, I know this is that. not analysis that we're used to at FedEx <laughs> Forum sidelines, but here we are. My how times have changed. Once For real. On
2: a time, if you're on the strip, you know the the Westfield Mall. It's down at the end by the wind. Yeah. Casino know it I, well.
3: Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes, and I would, that's where we were staying as a team, and I walked across the street. And here comes Brandon Ingram as the number two overall pick for the Lakers, just strolling down the mall with a couple of bags from Nordstrom wherever he was shopping. I'm like, hey, that's Brandon Ingram. And, like, nobody cared. Like, nobody right. in the mall was, like, rushing around. Fast forward, when Zion was a rookie, I do remember this vividly. Um, I was sitting behind our bench at that time. I got to – they they let me sit, like, right behind there. I, people thought I was coaching because I had the same polo and same <laughs> I shorts. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome, Yeah. Uh... Uh, Getting my phone blown up going dude are you coaching this You're I'm on like, tv no, look, there's yeah. one one row two rows and then the third row that not not involved other yeah. than that you have the bat you look the part yes right and the security guard takes a takes a piece of paper or something from a kid and walks right up to Zion Williamson and boy i thought the pelicans guy was about to just uh just go straight clothesline yep. on him by uh, WWE and he's like mm-hmm security teams are coming down. So they're very protected for the fact that someone, the level of star and she still is. A- <laughs> yes. yeah, and
3: JR explained this to me in great detail. Yes.
2: To, to, to have a, a security guard for the Spurs go that crazy to Britney Spears just seems bizarre to me. Like even you, I don't care if you listen to a, a second of her music, know who Britney Spears yes. is. There's yes. most people in the world do. And if, if she's out there without a security guard, that shocks me even more. So what do we have now? Battling security guards? It sounds like a, a lunch yeah. school fight. No, my friend's <laughs> gonna beat your friend up. No, my friend's gonna get your friend's autograph. Yeah. No, who cares? I don't know. But the fact that you know, look, it, the sometimes you know these guys are paid to protect guys, but there's a there's a line, and if he if he put his hands on her, she's got something to say about it. Like it, as long as she hadn't done anything where, you know, they felt threatened. I don't know how you would feel threatened if you're Victor Wembanyama by Britney Spears, because <laughs> let me, let me promise you something. We got a dude from Austria, from New Zealand, that'll look yeah. a lot more threatening than Britney Spears in a low post when Ooh. you want to post him up. <laughs>
3: Steven Adams, man.
2: Yeah. Uh, well look, said. Yes. Uh, oh yeah. We'll see. Yeah. It, it'll all blow over, but yeah. Hey, look, he's a mega star. I, I, yeah. Every time I watch him play, he's got amazing skills. So when I say this, I don't mean to be this respectful.
5: No, yeah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.